are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. We're going to get into this week's NFL topics and discussions. Hope you all had a very nice Christmas holiday. I know Matt and I did. His Cowboys won big over the Eagles on Saturday. And uh, my Jaguars got a nice little Christmas gift in name of the first place in the AFC South. So let's get right into things. Let's get right into things this week. Our first topic of discussion, Google purchased a NFL Sunday ticket. So you will now be able to stream it via YouTube this uh, coming season in 2023. What are your thoughts on that there, Matt? I mean, I never had YouTube TV, but I hear good things about it. I was between that and Hulu live. But uh seems like Hulu had more uh like NFL networks like CBS, the local channels and stuff. So I went with that. But uh yeah, as far as I'm just gonna have to switch to YouTube TV. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a pretty good streaming service and Google's pretty reliable with everything they they make and own, so they paid two billion dollars for it, so better be better be a good service. Yeah, from what I understand, it's the price isn't really expected to change that much, like decrease at all, uh, due to NFL having contracts with CBS and Fox for their Sunday games. Um, but I'm excited to see what uh, YouTube is going to bring to the table as far as maybe giving us, uh, you know, better streaming side of things for this. I know that DirecTV's had it for quite some time, um, and I really wasn't impressed with them. I tried it Seems out like for ninety four. Yeah, I tried it out for like a season through them and, and wasn't really too impressed. Um, but the ma- major aspect of that was the the price side of things. So we'll yeah. see what uh, we'll see what YouTube can do for us. So you're saying you think it's going to be as much as the NFL package was the Sunday ticket was for Directv, which was like two hundred some dollars. Yeah. So I read articles and stuff, and they said that uh, even switching to YouTube, it, it wasn't going to decrease in price that all that much because of uh, the NFL having contracts with CBS and Fox, they still have to kind of like honor that side of things and, and, and pay for that. So I think they said, depending on, you know, what you had through DirecTV, you know, I know uh, a couple people use like that college student discount and whatnot. But they said the average viewer for NFL, NFL Sunday ticket pays like two to three hundred per season for it. So they said it's going to probably stay around that, even with it being on YouTube. That's going to be bullshit if that's true. I hope. Yeah, not. yeah. See, I was under the assumption before I read that that it was going to be like if you had the YouTube subscription, it would just be included with that. But apparently, it's not. It's going to be an additional fee. I mean, I knew it was going to be an add-on. They're not just going to give yeah. that away, but. uh I expected like like the student student one is like thirty dollars a month, and yeah. that's what I watch. And I, I expected it to be like that thirty to fifty dollars a month. That would be ideal. And it might be, you know, you might still be able to use that student discount, but I don't know. That that's just what I read yeah. from the article. It could all change right. by the, before next season starts. Yeah, it's all speculation. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the Jets fell to the Jaguars this past Thursday night, 19-3. to Zach Wilson was benched in the fourth quarter and got booed off the field at home after he had just an awful performance. Now, I read 
today and yesterday, multiple reports um, that they are planning to move on from Zach Wilson after this season. Do you think Mike White is going to be the guy that they stick with going into next year, or do they go out and try and find a veteran quarterback or possibly get someone in the draft? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Mike White, I know, was cleared to play this week, so we're going to get to see the last two games um, probably with him unless he gets injured again. But the only real difference is, I mean, I don't see one winning different games than the you know what I mean they could both probably win the same games. Yeah. The only real difference is I see Mike White just seems to be a little quicker with reading the defenses and getting the ball out. Um they, he's actually almost a second quicker. It's like Mike White is two point three eight seconds on average and Wilson is three ten seconds on average. So I mean yeah. It's a pretty big difference on getting the ball out. So it just seems like Mike White's just a little – he had a couple more years in the league. You know, he's just a little bit ahead, ahead on reading defenses and stuff. So that's really the big difference to me. Um, do I think they're going to stick with Mike White over the offseason? I doubt it. Uh, you could I – don't, I don't know. There's just so much talent on that defense. Do you want to waste it if you're yeah. already considering dropping your first-round pick from last year? I don't know. I don't think it's a smart move to just stick with Mike White. I mean, so just looking at statistics from this year, Zach Wilson played in nine games. He's got 1,688 yards passing, uh, which is averaging about 187 yards per game. He's got six touchdowns with seven interceptions. And five out of the nine games that he played in this year, he didn't even throw a single touchdown pass. So over half of the games he played in this year, he didn't throw a score at all. And then Mike White, in his three appearances this year, he's got 952 yards, which is an average of 317 a game and three touchdowns and two picks. So, I mean, Zach Wilson, I mean, at a certain point, I think you have to kind of say to him, you know, sure, you got to show me something to make me want to say that you deserve to be on this roster next year. And, you know, just looking at what we've seen, Maybe not last year because he was a rookie, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But this season, uh, you know, he hasn't really shown me anything that would make me say if I was on a Jets front office that I, w- I would need to keep him for 2023. I mean, Mike White, he's not your guy either long term, I don't think. Um, to use the old cliche, he's Mr. Right now, not Mr. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, looking at this coming offseason, I don't really know that there's any names that are going to stick out to you as far as free agency or the draft that you're going to want to go out and, and grab and, you know, take over Mike White. Now, Mike White is probably going to be on this roster next year, but if he's starting or not, that depends on, you know, who they go out and get this offseason. You know, Joe Flacco is probably definitely not going to be there. And yeah. you know, from from what I've read from credible sources – Zach Wilson doesn't look like he'll be there either. So um, Mike White will definitely be there next year. Do they bring in some competition for him? I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, he's definitely the guy I would I would put at the starting spot right now. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have any good offensive key players besides their – was it Quinnen, Quinnen, Wilson, Quinnen Williams, their uh, offensive lineman besides him? 
they don't really have anybody that's worth anything on that team to help out these quarterbacks. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they have... Seems like they need a lot of pieces. Yeah, I mean, they have Corey Davis. He's one of their wide receivers. I mean, he's not bad, but he's definitely not like top 10 receiver in his league or anything. And then they went and picked up uh, the tight end from Cincinnati, CJ Uzma, who's decent, but, you know, hasn't really shown anything this year. That might have been because of him playing with Joe Burrow. They don't have anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they really don't. I mean, there's, there's, like, you're right. Like, Mike White is outperforming him. But, I like I said, I think he's just seeing the field and getting the ball out quicker. To his, and they're, they're just, I don't know, it just looks different when Zach's in. Like, he'll go in for a quarter and he'll sling it around, look decent, and then all of a sudden it looks like the defense adjusts to him and he's just kind of lost. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really make too many mistakes. But, you know, the downside to him is, you know, he doesn't really make too many score plays like scoring plays either i mean like i said he's only got three touchdowns and in three starts and all three of those touchdowns came in one game so you know he's got two appearances where he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass either so i mean they definitely need help on offense this offseason no matter what they add to this team uh it's got to be on the offensive side of the ball so i don't know maybe if they decide to keep mike white and add some weapons for him you know maybe he can have success but We'll see. I mean, as of right now, Mike White is definitely your better option. Maybe they'll end up with Baker or somebody. You don't know. There's some moving pieces around. You don't know. I mean, that's entirely possible. I mean, Baker would probably be a better option than Zach Wilson at this point. Yeah, I don't know. That's (laughs) – you look at Baker's performance, I don't know. He He played pretty well. But then again, he was playing the Broncos, so. Playing the worst team in the league. Yeah. With the worst, against the worst quarterback in the league. Right. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a shitty situation there, too. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> all right. So after the Titans fell to the Texans on Saturday, 19-14, to 14, the Jaguars are now in first place in the AFC South, which is weird to say because just a few weeks ago, they were two and six and didn't look like they were going to go anywhere this year, but now they're sitting atop the AFC South. Do they stay there? Now they have games this week coming up against the Texans. And then the last week of the season, they play the Titans. So as long as they beat the Titans, they'll win that division. Um, but right now they are sitting in the lead spot there in the AFC South. So, and the Titans, yeah, it looks look like too it's well. pretty much set. Yeah. Yeah. Titans play Dallas um, Thursday. Is it this? Yeah, it's Thursday, and then mm-hmm. um, and then they play. Like you said, they play the Jags. So Titans are shit out of luck on that division now, in my opinion, because they're not a very good team. They're they're trending downward very quickly. Um, yeah, they it looks like they can't get Henry going at all. Um, I mean, I never had trust in their quarterback. And then their defense, I don't even know. It's just not a very good team all around. Uh, I, thought, I expected more out of Vrabel, but can only work with what you got. Yeah, like you said, they're kind of on a downward spiral. They lost their last five games after starting seven and three. So 
Yeah. Um, I mean, who's to blame here, though? Obviously, Derrick Henry hasn't really lived up to the hype that we thought he was going to. Um, but, you know, he, no matter who they have at quarterback, even with Ryan Tannehill in there, they, they haven't really looked too great. And then Malik Willis this past week just looked downright awful. So, I mean, I think that's that's probably their biggest hole to fill on offense would be the quarterback position. Um, but I yeah, never like that signing anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, he fit in well there in Tennessee because they had such a, a an elite running game. But now, I mean, even with that, at a certain point, you still got to play quarterback. And I think it's catching up with them. And, you know, Brian Tannehill, you know, like I said, it, it caught up and he's just not living up to his half of the bargain there. And I think, yeah. I don't think he'll be with this team, even though no, they did. Never yeah. So, and then, but then again, I mean, next year, I think you kind of have to let Malik Willis take the reins and see what he can do. Um, let's hope he doesn't look as awful as he did against the Texans this past week, but they uh, got him in the third round. So I think you kind of need to see what you have with, with that kid and see what he can do with this offense. There's your Jets quarterback. Tannehill. There's your Jets quarterback, Tannehill. I mean, does he's, I mean, he's probably not going to have success with that Jets offense either because I mean, I don't know. Maybe decent. They have a decent, um, like an like an average de- to decent line, um, if they can just get their running game going pretty good. Who's their? I forget who their running back is. Well, they've been plagued with injuries because they had Brees Hall. Yeah. And Brees Hall, he, that's the one that got yeah. the one on IR. Yeah, and then once he got hurt, they traded for James Robinson from Jacksonville. So, I mean, they yeah. do have a pretty good one-two punch there with Robinson and Hall. I mean, unfortunately, they're both. Yeah, Hall was doing right good. Now. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's definitely an option for them too. Ryan Tannehill, who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see Tannehill being with this team next season. I think he's done all he can do there in Tennessee, and I think it's time for them to move on. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we've heard reports this week that Sean Payton has been allegedly putting together a coaching staff. He's already reportedly contacted former Broncos head coach Vic Fangio about being his possible defensive coordinator. Um, where do you think he's going to land this coming season if he does come back to the NFL for coaching? Him and Tom Brady are going to stick it out at uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You think he'd go to Tampa Bay? No. I, I do see a lot of her – Ports, a lot of rumors, and it's all rumors. It's all bullshit, probably. But yeah, him and uh, Tom Brady are gonna get together and possibly go back to the Saints. So mm. that'd be kind of cool to see. That would be cool. I mean, personally, with the Broncos firing uh, Nathaniel Hackett a couple of days ago, I wouldn't, you know, no. say he. Denver might be a good match for him. Sean Payton might know what to do with Russell Wilson out there in Denver, and it looks like they're going to keep him because they paid him a lot of money already. They got to keep him. Nobody's going to take that contract. Look at yeah. him. I mean, I, Sean Payton, he's a pretty good I offensive. Yeah, he is. He's really good offensive mind, but uh, I don't know. I'm looking at that. Yeah, there's talent on that team, but 
I don't know. I just think there's better rosters you can take over. So, and I looked over this earlier today. In my opinion, the teams that I think are going to be looking for a coach this offseason is going to be Cleveland. But I'm on the fence about that one because I think they might give him another year there with Deshaun Watson before they fire him. Uh, But I definitely think Indianapolis is going to be looking for a coach. I don't think that they're going to retain Jeff Saturday. Um, I think Houston is going to get rid of Lovey Smith. I think, you know, they're going to move on from him. So they're probably going to be looking for a coach. Um, I believe the Raiders are probably going to move on from Josh McDaniels. Um, Denver obviously fired Nathaniel Hackett. Mm -hmm. I think Chicago is going to move on from their coach after this year. And I think that Arizona is going to fire Cliff Kingsbury. So there's, I mean, and Arizona might be a good match for Sean Payton too. Going out there with Kyler Murray. I can see him trying to turn Kyler around over trying to turn old ass has been Russell Wilson. (laughs) Yeah. But so with Sean Payton, you know, most uh, pretty much all of his head coaching career having, Drew Brees, he might be better suited to go out there with Russell Wilson because I, I, you know, Russell Wilson looks like shit, but he's more of a pocket passer, I would say, than Kyler Murray, and that, that's usually what Sean Payton was dealing with with Drew Brees. So I don't know. I think Sean Payton's a, a, a you know pretty good head coach, and I think he could probably make it work no matter where he went. But I think you know, yeah, obviously an ideal situation for him would probably be Arizona. Um, and you know, who knows, you know, Vic Fangio, he was a pretty good defensive coordinator before he went to Denver as, a, as the head coach and got fired there. So, I mean, take your pick here with who his staff's going to be. I mean, it looks like he's going to have a pretty decent staff if he's going after big fish like Vic Fangio. Do you think he goes back to Dallas if, uh, Dallas is one and done in the playoffs? Mm, I don't necessarily say that I see. Dallas firing Mike McCarthy. I mean, I think you know Jerry's the, obsessed with Sean. I I know, and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't necessarily dislike the Cowboys; they're not my favorite. But Jerry Jones has just made awful decisions with that team in the past. I mean, even if let's just say, for argument's sake, Mike McCarthy would happen to take this team to the conference championship, possibly Super Bowl. I feel like if he Jerry Jones had the chance to get a guy like Sean Payton, he would fire no matter who was coaching just to get him. Yeah. Just because of his ego and he wants what he wants. And, you know, no matter what you do, let's see, that's like Mike McCarthy. I, I don't know that I would have taken that job just because of who I would be working for. I don't know. I think Jerry Jones needs to step aside as general manager and hire someone in there that knows what they're doing. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, know I think that. I think no matter what happens in Dallas this year, Mike McCarthy will still be your head coach because regardless, he's not eight and eight Garrett. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. They've they've had ten plus wins since he's come in. So yeah, I mean he's definitely, in my opinion, a better coach than Jason Garrett was. Um, oh yeah. So I don't necessarily say that I would see him. And who knows? Maybe Sean Payton won't be coming back to coaching in 2023. Maybe he's just, you know, getting a feeler out there to see who would even be on his staff with him. But if he does happen to come back this next coming season, I don't see the Cowboys getting rid of Mike McCarthy 
you know, yeah. within the next year or two. So who knows? He's, I mean, a lot can happen. He's on that show on FS1 with uh, that comes on after Skip and Shannon. What is that show? Oh, The Herd. Yeah. I wish you'd go on Skip and them. I, I can't stand The Herd. That guy drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever yeah, watch that really. show? With Colin Coward or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a really big big fan of his either. I think his opinions are a little out there. But yeah. well, he, he flip-flops from week to week. It's ridiculous yeah. to watch. It's like Yeah, and he's kind <laughs> of – Colin Coward's kind of like that guy that he's lets his opinions. He's kind of like – he reminds me kind of a Skip Bayless because Skip – Let's yeah. his his feelings, you know, make judgments towards what he says on that show. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's and just kind of like I like Skip and Shannon just because they are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if, it's if, the funny just, side of it. Yeah, if it was just Skip doing his own thing, I mean, that show wouldn't be as interesting as it is. But it's, it's no, interesting yeah. because him and Shannon, you know, they are complete polar opposites, and they argue about everything. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you, you <laughs> can't take anything they they say serious. I mean, maybe a yeah. little bit the Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, but. Uh, yeah, Skip, Skip's opinions are <laughs> like him on Baker. Man, he he'll do yeah. whatever to argue until he's blue in the face that Baker's still good. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he Skip has some opinions that are also out there, but you know, God bless him. Him and Shannon get into it quite a bit, and it's funny <laughs> to watch sometimes. And it is, and they're they're quite the characters. That's probably FS1's top rated show, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, I would say, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so Justin Jefferson passes Randy Moss's single-season yardage record for receiving in Minnesota, um, and that was 1,673 yards so far. Right now, Justin Jefferson sits at 1,756 receiving yards on the season. He needs only 244 more yards to get to 2,000, which would be an NFL record. Does he get those 244 yards in these last two games? 240? I think yeah. they'll be I think they'll be trying to do it on purpose, so I'd say yeah. Yeah. I mean, the receiving yard record right now is Calvin Johnson and I think that's 1963. Oh, so um, nobody ever even broke 2000. No, no one in the history of the NFL Okay, I thought it was a little years. over two thousand, but maybe I'm just thinking of rushing because I know rushing's broken. And yeah, yeah, the Danian Tomlinson did the yeah. rushing title, I think, right? Yep, couple times. Yeah, this, yeah, the single season receiving yard record right now is Calvin Johnson with one thousand nine hundred sixty four yards, and he broke that in two thousand twelve. Uh, Cooper Cup last year had one thousand nine hundred forty seven, so he was just under twenty. Are you yards kidding? Side. He had that many. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, he was just under 20 yards shy of Calvin Johnson's record. So, I mean, excuse me. So, really, uh, Justin Jefferson only needs like 220 yards to tie the record, 221 yards to break the record. So, I mean, it all depends where they're sitting. Because if they, if Philadelphia happens to win and get that first round by, I don't necessarily see. Minnesota starting too many starters that last game of the season, just because of they're probably not they're not going to get that first round bye if Philadelphia wins because they only need one more win to get the bye. So, I mean, to start 
maybe start him just to see if he'll get the record, but then you're risking injury too. So I don't know if I would risk that, but at the same time, uh, this record's probably pretty important to Justin Jefferson and, you know, being the guy that he's been for them all year. If he comes, if I'm the coach and he comes up to me and say, Hey coach, I want the record. Uh, I'd probably put him in there to try and get it. Yeah. Depends on the situation. Like you said. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, I guess I didn't think of that. Let's see where they're at. They're at. Cause I, I think uh, no, I think no matter what, as long as Philadelphia wins one more game, they get the first round by because that'll be impossible for Minnesota to, because of them yeah. losing to the Eagles at the beginning of the year, a tiebreaker yeah, yeah, would right. go to Philadelphia. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, yeah. And I think Philadelphia plays the Saints this week, so that's kind of be kind of a especially if Minshew's in that that, yeah. that game could be up in the air. I mean, uh, Saints I mean, aren't. Saints aren't anything special, but I don't know. Those are the kind of games you can't look over. Yeah. I mean, I think whoever starts for Philadelphia, whether it be Minshew or Hurts, I think they're they're probably going to win that game against the Saints anyways. They should, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like Saints' road record's 2-5. and five. They're terrible on the road. Yeah, they're not too great. Who knows? Maybe uh, they'll pull an upset. We'll see. Um, I wouldn't overlook. That kind of, that kind of game though when you're trying to clinch, yeah, and the, the Saints five. still still have an opportunity to win the NFC South too. So That's they're sad. playing, yeah, they're playing for a division title as well. So I mean, they're going to play lights out football, I'm sure. Six but, and nine, and you're competing yeah. with the seven and eight team for the top. Yep. So sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never would have expected this at the beginning of the year. You know, Tom Brady, I watched that game Sunday night against the Cardinals, and that team just looks awful. I mean, even if they do win the division, which they probably will, they're going to be a a first-round knockout. They're not going to win a playoff game. Tom Brady, then? Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Tom Brady, I I, I don't see them winning (sighs) a game. I have a feeling it's going to come down to my Cowboys, and yeah, I still cringe when I hear Tom Brady. Yeah, well, yeah, because right now, Cowboys but honestly, have the number f- five. Yeah, they have five. Yeah, so they they would play Tampa Bay right now. I think they're locked into five, right? Because they have eleven wins, yes. and the closest yep. one would be Giants. Yeah, with eight. So uh, basically, Dallas is going to play whoever wins the NFC South for that first round of playoffs. Yeah, so they're probably right. they're they're either going to Tampa or they're going to Carolina. So I'll take Carolina. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they played pretty freaking good against the Lions on Saturday. So I don't care. I'll take Carolina over Tom Brady. That's true. Everybody's right, calling. Everybody's calling for the Buccaneers. I just, I just don't trust it. I don't know. I mean, they already lost, Tampa Bay already lost to Carolina earlier this year. So I don't know. Sam Darnold might have some magic up his sleeve. I don't think they'll win. I think the Tampa Bay is obviously going to win this division. I think it's too, yeah. you know, Tom Brady doesn't really lose. Uh, but yeah, yeah I think Tampa, Tampa, or, uh, Tampa Bay plays Carolina this week. So Carolina plays Tampa Bay this week, and they get uh, New Orleans the week after that. So if they win out there and – Well, nice. And, uh, so they can- 
Yeah, so they. So that's going to be a good game to watch. I'm going to have to watch that game because yeah, because they really, or yeah. uh, Carolina controls their own destiny. So yeah. All right, so Dallas won big over the Eagles on Saturday. Minshew played pretty good, even though he had a couple picks. I wouldn't necessarily say they were his fault, um, but Dak no, played. Not at all. Yeah, Dak played pretty well. Also, I mean, except for that interception to Josh Sweat at the beginning of the game, there. I mean, he pretty much looked perfect after that. Um, do you think that the Eagles would have looked that much better if Hertz was in there over Minshew? Uh, I've been going back and forth to this one. Obviously, the offense would look different, like a different look. Oh yeah, yep. uh, um, because Hertz runs a lot rather than passing. Yeah. But I mean, Minshew threw up. How many yards did he have that game? It's like three hundred, three hundred some yards, three hundred forty some yards, maybe. Let me pull up my stats here. Yeah, he had... He had 355 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. And, and then he also, he also lost ran a fumble. Okay, yeah. He also, so he, had he also had rushing touchdowns. Three total touchdowns. I mean, there hasn't been a game all season where Jalen Hurts even got over... I know it wasn't over 300 yards passing through the air. Well, Jalen also had, Jalen had, I think one of those games he did have over 300, the game against, uh, who was it? Hold on. I'm checking the stats now. The Giants. He had 368 yards. The one week against the Giants, I believe it was that when they won big. But uh, yeah, he's—I mean, obviously he's not. And he had 315 yards against the Bears, but then he had no passing touchdowns and two picks. So, and then no, it was the Titans. I'm sorry, the Titans. He threw for 380 okay, yeah. yards. Okay. So twice this year he had over 300 yards passing, but in one of those games he was. Zero tutties and two picks. So, yeah, he did have a big game about against Titans. Um, yeah, but I do think Minshew's a, I'd say a pretty similar thrower, you know, um, accuracy wise, and uh, I don't know. He might even be a little bit better. He he <clears> threw <throat> it in good spots where only his receiver. He threw a hell of a you know hell of a ball the whole game. And those picks, you're right. They were just playing the ball. The one yeah. uh, bland, I think it was bland across the middle. That was that could have been called for a pi. It was a little little early yeah. on his hip, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a definitely a good game. Um, I blame the, uh, Eagles defense more than I blame Minshew on that one. Um, they they have two pro um, pro ball corners giving up 350 yards to Dak. They're supposed to be the number one passing defense in the league. And uh, Dak, you know, besides throwing that little toss to uh, Josh Sweat, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was – I mean, if Josh Sweat, when uh, jumped up and intercepted that, I mean, Dalton Schultz was wide open, so he probably would have got like 12, 15 yards on that play. But, yeah, that was just yeah. – uh, that was just a great, pay, a great play by Josh Sweat. So, 
It really was. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, think I mean, it, it, they gave up 40 points to yeah. to Dallas, and T.Y. Hilton's T.Y. Hilton looked awesome. I mean, he only had one ball thrown to him. Uh, he ran into Slay, <laughs> ca- causing the P.I., so he didn't get to catch that one. And then the only ball he caught was that 52-yard like, bomb. Yeah, on like 4th and 100. 4th <laughs> or- and 30, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 3rd third and 30? Third and 30. No, yeah, 3rd. It was third or fourth down, but it was like some insane amount of yardage. That they it was 30, third, third yeah. and 30. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty insane. Uh, great yeah. throw, kept him in bounds. Uh, Dak's not the best deep thrower in the league. He tends to throw people out of bounds a little bit. Um, sometimes, especially that, that deep of a ball, but perfect ball. I can't believe he held on to it. He held on to it with like his wrists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then, it was insane. Yeah. Slay got played on that one. He got played <laughs> a bunch of times in that game. CD yeah, played I mean, awesome. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they allowed Eagles defense with uh, basically all their starters allowed 40 points. Um, yeah. Come postseason time, if you get to play a team like the San Francisco 49ers, and obviously – they have Brock Purdy. They don't have a guy like Dak Prescott, but still, they're going to put up some points. And their defense is that good that they're not going to allow you to put up that many points. So I think if you if the Eagles get into a game in the postseason where they go up against the 49ers and San Francisco puts up 30, 35 points, I would say there's definitely no way that the Eagles are going to put up that many points against the San Fran defense to win that game. So I don't know. They have a lot of kinks to work out before they get to the postseason. I think obviously getting Jalen healthy is probably their top concern. Um, I know we're going to get into later some injuries, but um, Lane Johnson, he's going to miss at least the rest of the regular season. Um, it's still doubtful, yeah, it's still doubtful whether or not he's going to be back for postseason. So I That's mean, a they, huge loss, man. They got to figure is, out, yeah. they got to scramble that offensive line. Yep. Um, I don't know how they're going to, go about that but and if if there's one thing i will say positive about the philadelphia eagles it is that their offensive line is probably the best in the league right now not probably um, it is yeah you've got they allow Lane no Jones, pressure man right and that's probably one of the reasons why you know jalen hurts is so successful and and uh gardner Minshew was able to put up 300 plus yards on saturday so i mean and a guy like lane johnson you know him not being there is going to be a huge hit for this team. So, I mean, obviously they're coming up against the Saints team that needs to win to get into the playoffs, you know, and they're a team that doesn't necessarily need to win this game. So, I mean, take it some time to get your team healthy because you're going to need these guys for the postseason. And I haven't really heard anything on the Jalen Hurts injury. Uh, I assume he's going to be back this week. He's week to week. Yeah, so, um, right. I heard that they can give him an injection if they think he's okay to suit up, um, but I doubt he's throwing a ball yet. So yeah, uh, maybe this I, week he'll start throwing the ball. Um, but you know, we'll be able to tell how serious it is if he sits this week out. I think it's more serious than what they're leading on because they could possibly lose. They lose uh, the first round by. Yeah, I absolutely think it's more serious than what they're letting on. I just 
think that they don't really want too many people to know what's going on with him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, they play the, the Saints this week, and then they got the Giants um, both away games. So, I mean, I don't see them really losing either one of those games, possibly the Giants, if anything. They're on um, the road to both of them? Yeah, they're at New Orleans, and then they go play at the uh, I th- Giants. I thought it was the opposite. Okay. All right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that is correct. The Saints, yeah. yeah, they're both home games. They're both home so, games for Philly, yeah. Yeah, 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 my bad. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely going to need to – they have to win at least one of those games to yeah. get locking that first round by. So, I don't know. I think I would be more focused on, you know, getting everyone healthy, uh, especially a guy like Lane Johnson, Jalen Hurts. Um, I think they have a, a guy or two out on defense right now that got injured in that Dallas game on Saturday. So, um, yeah, they got that, that's their main focus is getting Jalen healthy. And like you said, I think this injury with his shoulder is a little bit more serious than they're letting on. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, he's he's week to week right now, um, and who knows? He might not come back at all this season. But I I would feel comfortable with Gardner Minshew in there, even even against the Saints and the Giants. I think he, those are very winnable games for a guy like Gardner. Yeah, they have a very good backup in him. Yeah, um, I trust him as my backup. I'd trust him as a starter on some of these teams. I would take him over some of these people in this league. I yeah. liked him at Jags, like you said before. Um, do I think he's the best in the league? No. Do I think he's middle of the pack? Yeah, sure. I think he can put up some good numbers. He does have games where he's up and down, just like most quarterbacks. Yeah. I think just Jaguars were in a position where, with the whole Blake Bortles thing and just everything going on, I, I just think it was just a uh, move yeah, to, I, to move on. I think at the time, uh, Jacksonville was pretty much set on getting Trevor Lawrence. And, yeah, you know, he was just too good to Blake, pass up. And Blake was leaving, wasn't he? So they no Blake. So Blake Bortles was he the year uh, before. He was a couple years ago. That's when they signed Nick Foles and tried that whole project. And then uh, Nick Foles got injured, and Gardner Minshew was his backup. And then by the time Nick no. Foles was ready to come back, he came back and played for a game, and then didn't look too good, so they threw Gardner Minshew back in there. And then uh, Gardner Minshew's second year there was when they drafted Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, Gardner is, like you said, he's pretty, you know, middle-of-the-field quarterback. I mean, he's definitely capable of starting somewhere in this league. Like, he's better than guys like Zach Wilson and I would even say Ryan (laughs) Tannehill. But, uh yeah, I, in my opinion, he's probably the best backup quarterback in the league. So, I mean, I would feel pretty comfortable winning at least one or, or both of these last two games with him there. Either him or but, Tyler Huntley, one of them, or the best backups. Uh, I'd yeah, say. or I would even throw Cooper Rush in the mix. You know, he didn't yeah, look too right. bad. You know, hey. he didn't look too bad. He was what four and one, five and one as a starter this year. Four and one, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you can make the case that the defense was so good at that time. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, um we'll see what happens, man. A lot yeah. of injuries at the at the at a bad time for Philly. It's it sucks to get an injury bug, especially in your quarterback. Yeah, especially at the end, your team. 
coming into the playoffs, you know, getting injuries this close to the postseason is always rough for a team. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if it's not as serious as they're leading us to believe, then, you know, they should be all right. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Okay. So Green Bay beat Miami in Miami on Sunday. Miami dropped their fourth straight game. Um, do you think that they're going to kiss their postseason dreams goodbye after that? They're eight and seven right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the hell is up with Tua. I just, uh, I mean, he's sixteen to twenty-five. 310 yards, a touchdown, three interceptions, uh, two fumbles. They both they got them both back, though, but ended a rating of 80. 80 so, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I think he's, I don't know, because let's look at Jalen Waddle's numbers. He puts up good numbers, 143 and a touchdown. And you got Tyreek Hill, 100, over 100. You have two receivers over 100, well over 100. I don't know, man. He throws a lot of yards, but he also is just wild yeah. with the ball. He's, he's just mean, making what, too many mistakes for this defense to make up for it. Yeah, and, and watching that game, too. I mean, a lot of times when you see a quarterback throw a pick, you can argue that it necessarily wasn't his fault, but these were to his fault. <laughs> I mean, he uh, threw it clearly wild to ball. He had no one there except for a Packers defender. I mean, now – We'll touch on this a little bit later too, but he is in concussion protocol again. The third they're time. Not, yeah, they're not uh, really sure which play it happened on. So, I mean, maybe that had a play or a role in some of these interceptions, but, you know, they were just definitely his fault. <laughs> I'm honestly concerned about his concussions this year. Yeah, I mean. Uh, if I was uh, his family, I would say, if you need to sit this year out and actually – let this heal up and because it is not you have three concussions or yeah. more in the same season. No, man, that is not healthy at all. I'm no no doctor, but I can tell you that's not healthy. That's your, that's the most important part of your body, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, it's probably not going to make the playoffs at this point. Um, I mean, even if they did have a chance, I would definitely say, hey, to uh, listen to your head's a little messed up. You need to take a break. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they have uh, – I'm not Teddy laughing Bridge. because of the thing. It's just I'm just laughing at the situation that is just yeah. so messed up. It's just, man, yeah, I mean, the kid's got to protect himself. I know he wants to yeah. play and show what he's about, but he's got to protect himself. It's getting scary yeah. at this point. I mean, and he – see, this is the thing too. Like, Miami – who knows if they're going to get in trouble because depending on how early in the game that this happened, he had to have been showing signs of concussion at some point. Yeah, but there's so, also spotter, spotters in the NFL that sit in the, in the crowd and try to spot any injuries, and then they call down to, the I think, the referee group and tell them to pull them. So, yeah, I, mean, but I mean, you could blame the NFL as well. It's true. Yeah, I mean, even that system's not 100% foolproof. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like Tua should just sit the rest of this year out just to kind of 
you know, heal up from a concussion. Because, I mean, if he doesn't pass concussion protocol this week, I mean, you you got to sit out that last game. I wouldn't even risk it. I mean, they're third and they're the last seed of the wild card, aren't they? Um, yeah, they're number they're seventh right now. Yeah, they're seventh, and they play New England this week. So, I mean, that game is for the division, probably. Not the division, because Buffalo has the division already. I mean, the I'm sorry, the well, uh, for the seventh seed. Yeah, I mean, if they lose, they'll be eight and eight. Um, New England will be eight and eight, and then you have oh, the tiebreaker. Tennessee sitting at seven and eight right now. Um, they're probably not going to beat the Cowboys on Thursday night, though. So, I mean, still though, even if they do have a shot of making the, the playoffs, it's, I feel like this concussion thing with two is a little bit bigger than football. I mean, you got to kind of worry about your own health at some point. Who's the backup for Miami? Is Teddy Bridgewater? It is Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, but he might be all right at a game or two with him. Uh, maybe. I mean, he didn't look too great in the relief games that he did for two. You know, well, I mean, the first what, seven times he had concussions. So, yeah, but you're comparing him to Tua right now. Well, how much worse can you look? You got those five interceptions and yeah, three turnover or three fumbles. I mean, regardless, I think Tua gives you a better opportunity to win than Teddy Bridgewater. But you know, at he this does, point, but. When he's healthy, I just, I, yeah. I, I, he clearly doesn't look he's, like he did the first half of the season. No. So something is wrong. Yeah, and I think you know, obviously like, you you got you got to almost say it has to be the concussions. Yeah, like you said, if you watch those interceptions, the one was it was a to the what was it to the linebacker right in the middle of the field and yeah. there's nobody around. Well, Pretty much all three of those interceptions, he threw right to Packers defenders with no Miami player in sight. I just don't understand. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And Tyreek and Waddle should make it pretty easy for you. Yeah. So they're some of the best route runners in the league, so you know, know they're not running the wrong routes. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a messed up situation there. I mean. You feel sad for the guy. I want him to succeed. Uh, yeah, I do too. I mean, people are harsh on him, man. I, I just don't get the hate towards him. People, people love the bash too, and want to get rid of him right away. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see him, you know, being that bad of a quarterback. I mean, he's definitely not the best, but I mean, he he can go in there and win ball games. I mean, we've seen that this year. I mean, and obviously the concussion thing hasn't helped him, but. I mean, I think he can. He's still going to be the guy there next year. First half um, of the season, some people were calling him MVP contender. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know? and the first half of the season, he kind of did look like an MVP candidate. But yeah, yeah, you know. that's how fast things change. I guess yep. when you get injured. Yeah. Okay, so Monday night, the Chargers beat the Colts twenty to three and clinched themselves a playoff spot. Austin Eckler had two touchdowns on the ground. Nick Foles looked just awful in this game. He threw three picks. Um, like I said, the Chargers clinched a playoff spot with that win on Monday night. How do you think they look uh, going into the postseason as far as winning a game or two? And then uh, what do you think about Nick Foles' performance? <laughs> uh, I mean, I like Chargers a lot. 
I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. Yeah, I am too. I think I think they're awesome. Um, their off their offense is pretty good. Um, their rush offense is not very good, in my opinion. They're 31st in rushing yards in the uh, in the league per game. Uh, their best passing yards is their best offensive move. So they're primarily a passing team. Yeah, which um, is weird. It's weird because they basically won that game on Monday night because of their run game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe things will change, but Yeah. I don't know. Uh and then their defense, um, they're pretty much towards the bottom of the pack. I mean, they can protect against the pass a little bit. They're eleventh in passing yards, but other than that, they're in the mid twenties on most every other stat. Like their down percentage are twenty fourth. So, I mean, the defense is really going to hurt them against other AFC teams that they'd have to face. Um, They're in the same boat, kind of, what Kansas City is. Kansas City has not a very good defense, but a powerful offense, mainly because of their quarterback. So, I don't know. I think they'll go as far as Justin Herbert will take them, but with a defense like that, I don't see it being too. Yeah, and which is, it's, I mean, I thought that this Chargers defense was going to be playing lights out because of the guys that they have. You know, they got Joey Bosa. They just got Khalil Mack this offseason. You got Derwin James, you know, guys like that. Like, I would have expected this defense to be playing a lot better than they have been. So, I mean, that's defense is definitely the Achilles heel of this team. Um, But, you know, going into the postseason, you see, these are, this, these are games right here that, kind of worry me about this team because Justin Herbert had 200 some yards passing no touchdowns and one interception. I mean, playing like that in the postseason against the playoff team is probably not going to cut it, yeah. but he has Justin Herbert has his games like this every once in a while. So I mean, that doesn't really concern me too much, but um, you know, he can't play like that come postseason time. He's going to have to, you know, kind of step it up there a little bit. But, you know, I definitely think he's capable of guiding this team, maybe not to a conference championship game or the Super Bowl, but he can definitely, you know, help this team win in the wild card round or, or you know, maybe even in the divisional round. But, yeah, I, I like this team right now. I think they definitely need to step it up on defense and, you know, make some adjustments to fix the few problems that they have. But, you know, I think if they can figure it out in these last couple of weeks here, they can be just as dangerous as any team. Yeah, and then on the flip side, Nick, uh, Nick Foles, you asked about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Nick Foles. It's what we expected Nick Foles to do unless he's in Philly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I expected a little bit more out of him than what he what we saw Monday night. Um, Listen, but, if know. Jonathan Taylor was there and they can get a decent run game going, because yeah. Zach Moss is their leading back right now. He had 65 yards. Um, I mean, he had an average of 5.4, so that's pretty good. So they obviously didn't run it enough, but I don't know. If Jonathan Taylor, Taylor was there, they'd be able to get a little bit more off of play action. And, yeah. Um, back chargers off a little bit and make them play a little bit more truer in the box. So I don't know. I I just yeah. don't think Nick Foles is the guy going forward. I don't think he's the guy anywhere going forward besides Philly. So 
I, I don't yeah, know I don't, what your option there is. You're not going to go back to Matt, uh, no. Matt Ryan next week, so you might as well just let him play it out. I mean, I or guess it's really rookie in. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't see making another quarterback switch with two games left. I mean, I think yeah. you either either stick with Nick Foles or toss Matt Ryan back in there, but I don't necessarily see any of those quarterbacks being on the roster next year. I think they're going to part ways with Matt Ryan. Um, they're probably going to part ways with Nick Foles as well. So, I mean, and then I guess it all depends who they bring in as their head coach next year. Depends on who who's going to be, you know, picked up as a quarterback. I mean, uh, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed or not in favor of them bringing in Baker Mayfield you know how how Indianapolis likes to bring in these tracky quarterbacks to see if anything's left in the tank. So who knows? They are who, not a fan of getting a paying money to a good quarterback. They are just no. not a fan of it. They'd rather just dig through the trash heap like Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I mean, Philip Rivers did do too terrible when he was there for that season. I mean, he took them into the playoffs, but um, he was He's definitely terrible. Yeah, he was definitely at the tail end <laughs> of his career. Um, he was for a long time at the Chargers. He should have retired. Yeah, uh, I mean. I like Rivers. I'm just so glad he retired. I couldn't watch one more throw. Like, <laughs> I can't watch his throw, man. It's like yeah. watching Tua. Like, it, Tua doesn't have an ugly throw. It's just that left-handed throw. It's weird. It's like watching Steve Young highlights. Yes. I just, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback next year, but it's definitely not going to be anybody that's currently on their roster. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see if they can turn things around. Like I said, depends on who they hire as their coach. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, Probably won't be Saturday. Now the he's what got one win so far as their head coach. I mean, so but you can say they do play a lot harder underneath what they played under. Uh, what was it, Frank Wright? Frank Wright, yeah. I mean, um, they played definitely played a lot harder for Jeff than they did under Frank, but I don't think I don't know. Maybe you give the guy another year, Um, but I wouldn't. That's a that's a big investment for your team. Uh, I I mean, that's gambling with millions and millions and millions of dollars on contracts. Yeah, I, I would say, in order for me as the Colts owner to keep Jeff Saturday, I'd probably have to see more. I mean, who knows? If if they win their last two games, maybe that's enough for them to say, hey, let's give Jeff Saturday a little bit of a shot here, give him you know a couple of years to see if he can turn things around. But for me personally, I definitely would be moving on from Jeff Saturday, especially when you're going to have more better-suited coaching candidates out there this offseason. Yeah. All right. I mean, if There's so many out there floating yeah. around. Especially if, if, like we said, Sean Payton decides to throw his hat into the ring, you know, I'm definitely going to try and get him over Jeff Saturday. So we'll, we'll oh, see what happens. If I'm him, I'm not going to Colts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? If you throw a guy enough money and, and he gets to, to choose the players that he wants, I mean, really, I mean, the defense. I don't think it would be about Bunny with him. I think it would more be. Be about championships. I think that's why he left Saints. I think they would have had no problem paying him. I think it's more championships, and he just needed the time to reflect but, to himself and come back so to it. That that would be the the thing though with Indianapolis. Like 
like you like we said, they're they're not going to have a quarterback next year. They have a pretty decent defense. They're going to have Jonathan Taylor back. So I mean, he gets to pretty much pick who he wants to play quarterback there next year, and that's pretty you're, much you're right. the the missing piece to that offense. So if they get the right guy there under center, I mean that team could be you know pretty decent. And you hey, got Aaron and uh, and uh, Sean Payton. Yeah, you, yeah, you got a decent quarterback under a coach like Sean Payton. That's the recipe for success there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you got somebody like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, bought him out of the contract at Green Bay because yeah. I don't know, I'm up and down about if him staying there, but I think he's starting to seem like either. he's. You're right because he's starting to seem like he's quiet again. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's laying he, under the radar and. Everything that I've seen from him, you know, since they've been winning their last few games, it seems like he's content with, like, I think he said uh, it feels good to start winning some meaningful games in December once again. And, you know, yeah, I think if, even if they don't make the playoffs, even if they're like, you know, a spot or two out of that playoff spot, I mean, I think he comes back just to, because they're, they're obviously, they're going to get some more, bit better players around him, key pieces to put around him. This offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, they're a team that could be a force to be reckoned with next season. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, he's looking pretty good uh, yeah. chemistry-wise with his uh, receivers now than he did uh, a little bit earlier. So Yeah. And they control their destiny, I believe. So. Yep. If, Since they won this so, week. Yeah, they, they play Minnesota and Detroit in their last two games. So, yeah, if, if they win both of those, I'm pretty sure that – if they win both in. of those, yeah, they're in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're uh, definitely control their own destiny there. Now, it all depends too. I mean, Minnesota currently, with the Eagles situation, still has a spot to be that number one seed. But like we said, I doubt that's going to happen. So they're probably going to play all their starters this week. So yeah. and and they they got you know Green Bay got clobbered by Minnesota that first game of the season. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this game is in Green Bay, though. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that they could win. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, they uh, def- they control their own destiny, and they're still on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. So we'll see what happens. Minnesota's not a good team anymore. N- not right now, no. They got the offense forward, but they just can't put it together, and I think their defense is just – just gives up too much. Yeah, I mean, you take away Justin Jefferson on that offense, and what really do they have, you know? Kirk is the guy we thought he was. I mean, yeah, like you said, they definitely are a different football team than where they were. They just keep getting lucky and winning games. Like, who would have thought that they were going to make that 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants this past weekend? Right. They, they just have the best luck <laughs> And that's pretty much what's gotten them this far. Yeah, and actually Green Bay's favored by three and a half going into this, and it's at Green Bay. Yeah. If it was in Minnesota, I would probably take the Vikings, but because it's in Green Bay in uh, January in Lambeau Field, I mean, that's they're a pretty tough team to beat there in December and January. Minnesota has the worst passing defense yardage-wise. <laughs> 32nd in the league and uh Green Bay is actually third in the league. Yeah, that, that's going it's going to be a pretty good game. I'm excited to see that matchup this weekend. Yeah, Green Bay is actually middle of the pack when it comes to offense, so their defense yeah. can 
could play they're, pretty good. Yeah, They'll win that game. Yep. They're hit or miss. So hopefully they can, you know, get things turned around and, and earn themselves a playoff spot. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to happen. I mean, the, the, I don't want to see it. I would be more concerned about that Detroit game. I mean, I think yeah. Detroit's probably going to give them more of a run for their money than than uh, Minnesota. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I agree there. All right, so we got we talked about this a little bit earlier. We got a big matchup this week with Carolina and Tampa Bay. This game could decide who wins the NFC South. Who do you have in this one? Who takes the crown? Uh, Tampa, I think. And I'm pretty sure I just seen an NFL post that says Tampa can clinch this weekend somehow. So yeah, if yeah, apparently if Tampa, if, if Tampa yeah. wins, then they clinch the division. But if uh, so that is Carolina, a clinch. This is yeah. this, okay. If Carolina wins, then um, they're both seven and nine. Right. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Then it comes down to week eighteen. Yeah. So I mean, if if uh, Carolina wins and they would happen to tie records, then obviously Carolina would win because they would they already beat Tampa Bay once this year. So yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to win this one. Uh, and I think they're going to win that division. Now, they're probably not going to do anything come playoff time. And I hate to say that. I hate to put my boy Tom Brady down like that. But I don't I don't see this team, you know, wowing anyone in the playoffs. I think they're probably going to be a one-and-done team this year. We'll see. Dallas likes to screw up against them. That's true. <laughs> we'll see. Jesus. All right, and yeah. speaking of the speaking of the Panthers, um, they're expected to sign Josh Norman after an injury to their defensive back J.C. Horn. Um, can he be a helpful addition to this secondary, or is uh, Josh Norman all all but washed up? Yeah, no, he's he was washed up in Washington. Uh, J.C. Horn's a hell of a player compared to Norman, so oh yeah, yes he it's is. It's a huge huge downgrade. Uh, I don't think he's going to add much besides veteran veteran help in the locker room and uh, pissy attitude. So <laughs> that's yeah. all I see in that signing. Yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate because the, his first time around there in Carolina, you know, the year that they went to the Super Bowl and everything, uh, he was actually a pretty decent cornerback. So, And then, like you said, once he went to Washington and then he had his stint there in Buffalo for a little bit, you know, he – Definitely wasn't the player he was when he was in Carolina, and I don't think he'll ever get back to that level again. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I think he's just getting assigned to be, a, you know, fill in on that roster because he's probably the best option for a free agent cornerback right now. But I don't yeah, really there's think not much out there. He, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna be too much of an addition to this team. Yeah, just vet help for the locker room. Yep. All right, let's get into some injuries here. Um, first off on the injury board we have is Bengals offensive tackle Lyle Collins. Looks like he's going to be done for the rest of the season with a torn ACL and MCL. Do you think losing a guy like this is going to affect Cincinnati, especially with the postseason right around the corner? There was a time that when he was in Dallas, he was probably one of the best uh, right tackles in the league. So. Right. I mean, yeah, we loved him. Uh, 
He's he's awesome, man. He's awesome in the run game. He's awesome in pass protection. He's huge loss for Joe Burrow. So thank God it's on the right side for him. It's on his blind side. He's a right-handed thrower. That's the only positive thing. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a big loss. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what position it is on the offensive line, if you lose the guy, you're definitely going to be hurting. Because yeah. it, it really does take all five of those guys to keep your quarterback upright. So losing anybody is, is going to be a huge hit for this team, especially, I mean, they've turned things around as far as keeping Burrow on his feet. But, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, he was getting sacked more than anyone else in the league. So, I mean, losing someone on that offensive line is definitely going to be a hit for any team, but more so the Bengals because of their – offensive line woes that they had towards the beginning of the year. But, yeah, he's, it's definitely going to be a hit for this team, you know. And hopefully uh, whoever's filling in there can, you know, keep Joe Burrow on his feet because I, I think this is one of the better teams in the league right now. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know really who their swing tackle is, to be honest. Uh, I should have probably looked that up first, but. We'll see who gets to start and how they do, but yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see this team in the playoffs, so hopefully this doesn't hurt them too bad. Yeah. Okay. And we touched on this one a little bit earlier. Um, Eagles offensive tackle, Lane Johnson, he suffered an abd- abdominal tear in that game against Dallas on Saturday. Um, and like we said, they don't expect him to be back at all for the regular season but they are hopeful that he will return for the playoffs, which seems kind of far-fetched for an abdominal tear. I mean, any muscle tear I would think is going to take more than two or three weeks to heal. So I I don't know that the timeline that they are hopeful for is actually doable. I mean, I see him being out a little bit longer than what they're expecting, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he'll push himself to get back in that lineup for the playoffs. Yeah, I guess it would depend on how clean the tear is. But yeah. like you said, you're using your abdominal muscles, uh, muscles every time you're coming up, you're backing up off the line, and you're pushing up on the defender. So yep. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you as a lineman, you should be able to tell any time, anytime you have a bicep tear, pec tear, abdominal tear, calf tear, anything like that, those muscles that you use pushing up on somebody – while they're leaning on you or pushing against you, I just don't see it. Um, my guess is he won't be back unless they go deep into the playoffs. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't see him coming back anytime soon. Uh, but who knows? You know that the medical technology, especially in the NFL, the way that these guys come back from injuries quicker than we assumed that they would. Um, I mean, it's entirely possible, but I think it's a little bit more serious than. They think it is, and and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we're at. You know, after these last two games, um, and see what his injury looks like. Then we'll report on it in a few weeks here before the playoffs. Um, but thankfully for them, they're probably going to have that first round bye, so he's going to get that extra week to heal before he has to play in a playoff game. So, and um, I mean, nobody's healthy this time of the year no. or in playoffs. So it all depends on what your pain tolerance is can get, uh, to push through the playoffs. So. Yep. We'll see. He's a very good. He's probably the best right tackle in the league. Oh yeah, at the yeah. at the moment. So yep. 
Uh, it's a huge loss for Jalen if and when Jalen comes back. But um, like I said before, I always value my left tackles better than I value my right tackles just because it's our blind side. Gives yeah. you a little bit more confidence in the quarterback. So to me, it's not as big as a loss as if they lost their, their left tackle. But yeah, definitely a huge loss. Absolutely. I mean, like we said, that's probably the best offensive line in football right now. So any piece that goes missing on that is definitely going to hurt them. Yeah. All right. And we also touched on this one a little bit earlier about Tua being in concussion protocol yet again. Um, head coach Mike McDaniel said it's too early yet to say whether or not he'll play this weekend. I don't expect him to. Um, and I think we're both in agreement here that he needs to just take the rest of the year off to get his concussions under control. I mean, it's uh, like we said earlier, it's definitely not worth it for him. Yeah. Like not to go over it again too much, but yeah, it's not worth his own health and uh, risk. You probably already going to come back for uh, Miami's 2023 season. So, <laughs> I mean, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, like you said, they can clinch the playoffs um, if they have the, if they have a chance. So I did read on the NFL page that they have a chance to clinch the playoffs this weekend as well. I don't know without looking at the stand, uh, how they can do that. I swear every time I'm on this podcast, my computer. Freezes <laughs> up. Yeah. I mean, being that the, all the other teams uh, are like seven and eight right now, they're eight and seven. So if they do win, this week and go to nine and seven. I think that they do clinch the so number just, seven seed. Yeah. Okay. Because, so they just got to win yeah. once. Cause right now I think the only other two teams that are still really in the hunt are new England and uh, Tennessee. So, right. and they're both at seven and eight. So, and uh, Miami plays new England this week. So if they would happen to win that one, I think they do clinch a, a playoff spot. Right. Yeah. Seven and eight would be Patriots. Yeah. As, the eight seed right outside of the playoff. Yep. Okay. Yep. So when, um, I mean, if they make the playoffs, come back for the playoffs, but yeah, they're I'm, gonna have to lean on the shoulders be, of Teddy Bridgewater and yeah, I mean, sweat and, this out into the playoffs. And, and it's not an entirely impossible for them to win games with Teddy Bridgewater. I just, I don't no. see it happening, especially this week against New England because New England. They're like they're that team that you don't know what you're gonna get with them every week. Either they're gonna win big or they're gonna lose big. I mean, and Bill Belichick, I feel, is gonna be prepared for Teddy Bridgewater. So, I mean, we'll see. I think New England will probably win that one, but you know, we'll see what they can do. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd probably pick New England, especially if Tua is out. But yeah, I think it's a toss-up game. You could pick whoever. We'll see. Uh, yep. All right. Our last topic of discussion here. J.J. Watt shocked all of us as he announced his retirement from the NFL at the end of this season. Where does he rank all time on this defensive lineman list? Is he one of the top ten, top five? Where do you where do you put him? All time. Yeah. <sighs> 
I hate stuff like this because I'm just a guy that I I am so picky of who I put into a Hall of Fame, and now everybody that retires today is a Hall of Famer. It's been in the league for ten plus years. Oh yeah, but JJ Watts, you, I, he's got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, let's see his overall numbers. See, but I mean, let's see. I mean, he's, you know, obviously not as great as he was early on his, his, in his career when he was with the Texans, but he still plays, I think, lights out football. I mean, every time he's on the field, I think he's he's a disruption. Yeah, I mean, um, he's got nine and a half sacks on this year. Yeah. He's had 2018, they had, he had 16. 2015 Texans, he had 17 and a half. He had 20.5 twice with the Texans in 2012 and 2014. And he I was, mean, yeah, he's had awesome years. Yeah. He's been a three-time defensive player of the year. So, I mean, I think, in my opinion, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I agree. I would I would have to see you. I'm not good at judging this stuff with unless I have people to compare them to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sacks isn't the only thing to me. I always loved, I always loved him, and uh, I think his brother's just as great too. Yep. So, TJ, yeah, TJ, he's a hell of a player. Yeah, um, I'd probably consider him Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, he doesn't excite me like some people, like uh, obviously Aaron Donald and those kind of guys that are just like bounce all over the line and just so disruptive and and just yeah, I mean it's like scary presence and that's what <laughs> that's the only that's the only reason I, I hesitate. But I guess yeah, looking back into the early two thousand tens, um when he's at Texans, I guess you can say that. I guess it's just been so long since we've seen an insane dominance like that from him where it was like the the offense is um, scheming around him, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he, but like we've said, he's been injury played yeah. his his last couple of years. Yeah. So I mean, that definitely doesn't help. But yeah, I mean, I would say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's been uh, disruption since he's come into the league in 2011. So and it's just unfortunate, especially this past year. Uh, he had that heart issue where they had to shock his heart back in their rhythm, and um, yeah. I mean, he's just had a plethora of injuries the last couple of years in the league. So, I mean, I, I support him. You know, he just had a kid not too long ago. So he's just thinking about his life outside of football. And, you know, I mean, at some point you have to. I mean, 13 years is a pretty long career. So, uh, you know, I think I think he deserves to ride off into the sunset this year. It's just a shame that they're not going to make the playoffs or, you know, really have a good winning record this year on his last season. So, and who knows, maybe he'll take next year off and decide he's bored and wants to come back. So I don't know. Speaking I, of that, before, before I jump off too, too far, uh, Oh, this is kind of far off Gronk because he just yeah. popped up my mind. Apparently he's coming back next year now. So is he really, that's what they're talking about. Him and Brady are scheming up something. So I, I wouldn't I doubt, wonder where, doubt the I rumors. Wonder, yeah, I wonder where they're going to be. If he does come back, where do you think he goes? Where I don't Brady see, goes? Yeah, I don't see them 
being in Tampa next year. I think Tom Brady's done with that whole uh, situation there. Science uh, project. Yeah, I know. I know. We talked earlier this season. There were r- rumors about him maybe going back to New England. So I mean, yeah, I really that, don't think that's panning out with Mac Jones. Uh, no, I mean Mac Jones isn't really the guy we thought he was going to be either. So I mean, it's entirely possible that Brady and Gronk reunite back in New England. But you know, anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they went, you know, to Green Bay or something weird like that. I mean. The NFL is just—it's it's a weird, <laughs> the weird league. You know, you never know who's going to go where. But isn't I mean, he a California kid? That maybe he'll go home to Gronk. No, Brady. Oh, Brady. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There were rumors of him 49ers. going to San Francisco. Yeah, because that's where he wanted to play when he was a kid. He was a huge 49ers fan growing up. So immediate, immediate Super Bowl favorites with that defense. Oh my they, god! If, yeah. If they have, if Gronk, if, if you they keep Gronk them. and Kittle. Duncan Kittle, Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Debo. Iron, you, Debo Samuel. I mean. And that just, defense, just that disgusting defense. Yeah, just cancel the season because they're going to win the Super Bowl next year if he goes there. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't even imagine the odds. I know. That, be, it, as long so as insane. Brady throws, you know, has has a glimpses of last year's season. Um, he hasn't been that great this season, but last year's season was pretty good. I don't yeah. think he lost any arm talent or anything. I think he's kind of just feel like everything in his personal life and well, I mean, w- with this team has just gotten to him. And they have no run game either, so None, it's yeah. pretty much all on his shoulders, which is a lot to ask of anybody, especially some guy who's forty five years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, the if if they would maybe have <laughs> figured out what their run game situation was and. Maybe that might help a little bit, but yeah. It's, Could you see him with McCaffrey? Oh my god, that, it's over. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, I'd have to be a 49ers fan that year. Just <laughs> I mean, jump. I would <laughs> consider switching teams too. I don't know. That would be awesome. But yeah, it's like one of those all Madden teams. <laughs> yeah, like when you're playing franchise mode and you get to draft your own team, just pick yeah. current NFL players. That would be the yeah. team you, you would put together right there. And then you play a team like uh, like the Jets or somebody. It's <laughs> it's like two hundred and ten yeah. points to like none. Uh, that would be the best. That's what that team would remind me of. Yeah, that would be insane. That would that'd be crazy. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. And back jumping around again, uh, JJ Watt. So you're saying he's Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Yeah, that would I would say. But now compare him to Aaron Donald. I know they're two. I know Aaron Donald jumps inside and stuff. But I'm just saying, as a defensive lineman, compare him to a Hall of Famer like Aaron Donald is, who is obviously 100 percent a first. Well, yeah, Aaron yeah. Donald's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer too. That's not even going to be a question. But compare them to, and this is what I get at. It's like we can't have everybody. I mean, if they're not even close. I mean, and I'm talking compare them when his prime yeah. and Donald's prime. I mean that that's a really tough decision because they're both uh, JJ Watt in his prime when he was with Houston, and Aaron Donald in his prime a couple of years ago. I mean, they're pretty much. I mean, they're neck and neck. I mean, that decision is tough for me. I would probably go JJ Watt in his prime, just because. Would you? Yeah, just because of the fact that 
I'm not taking anything away from Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald primarily plays inside defensive tackle, and he gets a lot of double teams and stuff like that. So I would probably take J.J. Watt just because of him playing defensive end and being able to get outside edge on the offensive tackle and making more plays. But, you know, they're both – I mean, that's a that's a tough decision to make. That is. Um, I still say Aaron Donald's has to – I mean, choose another one. I mean, like, like a Michael Strahan. I mean – Yeah, Michael Strahan. He, he, was he holds good. the sack record. He holds um, the sack record, yeah. I think he's tied with somebody else, to be yeah. honest. But, I yeah, mean, you could he's, put he's – He's a Hall of Famer, obviously, and he was – I mean, you watch highlights of him or old film of him, and he was disgusting. He was disruptive. Yeah, they're looking. The quarterback's looking for him immediately as soon as they come out of the huddle. Yeah, I mean, he's JJ Watt. I wouldn't say necessarily he's like maybe top twenty-five, top thirty all time, but you know, there are definitely way, way better defensive linemen in the history of the National Football League better than him. See, that's uh, what I'm saying. How many how many people were we putting in here? I, I just I don't. Mean, every I'm just year. not one. Yeah, but I just don't agree with every time some old guy retires that we should be calling him a Hall of Famer right away. Well, maybe he the, is, maybe he's not. I'm just saying. But like uh, Matt by, Ryan, people are like, possible future hope. Come see, on. you that's where you and I disagree because I would put Matt Ryan in the Hall of Fame. People had talks of Philip Rivers. People had talks of. Just stop it. I mean, if you look, just look statistically, though, Matt Ryan, passing yards, passing touchdowns, he's like top 10 all time, I believe. He's been in the league for 35 years. Well, yeah, but so are guys like, you know, Brett Favre and Dan Marino. You know, everybody who's been in the I don't think, you might think I'm crazy, but I don't think Brett Favre should have been in it. Not stop it. He's, he's just an interception machine. I mean, just, like you I just told don't you like you don't like Brett Favre. This is a no. I, I have nothing against Brett Favre. Um, I just he was just uh, he came into the league not knowing a damn thing about it, and which is what he, made him fun to watch. <clears throat> well, it was, and he was a bomber and all, but he turned the ball over as much, way more than anybody we critique today for turning the ball over. Uh, I mean, he did have his Holds- first. He did have his fair share. Yeah, he holds the record for most in history. Yeah, but then he also had 500-some passing touchdowns all time. Well, yeah, if you're throwing the ball into the <laughs> into the other team the whole time. If, you know, also, even I, I though, if you have if he, if he have almost double the touchdowns, you have interceptions. You know, that right there in it's itself. Not double? He it's, has like 350 interceptions or something and 500-some touchdowns. It's not that double. It's not double. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not double. I know it's not. Okay, maybe it's not double, but it's definitely, you know, way His interception more. touchdown ratio is terrible. <coughs> he was, if he wasn't a Packers, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. That's all I'm saying. Well, I Aaron Rodgers, different story. Aaron Rodgers is one of the most <coughs> gifted throwers. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't really, with the exception of this season, he doesn't really turn the ball over. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, he's, but he also throws it away the most out of anybody. I don't know. I mean, there's so many people in the Pro Football Hall of Fame 
I mean, and obviously they're not going to stop putting guys in. So every year there's going to be a new class. But I think if you're if you're on the upper echelon of you know your statistics for your position, I feel like you should earn a spot in Canton. I guess. I mean, I, I, mean, just, I know. I, lo- I, mean, I, know. I, I like to keep it short, short and to the to the best of the best. That's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I think we just. Yeah, but there's know. there's so many guys out there that aren't in the Hall of Fame that should be, that are the yeah, best right. of the best. And the best of the best. I mean, it's it's, it's it, that's a, a debate for another time. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the name HOF Hall of Famer gets thrown yeah. around way too much now. I agree somewhat, but you know. I I would put guys like Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers in there. I think that they they've had more success than not in their career, and you know, like I said, they're probably top twenty, both of them all time for passing yards, touchdowns, stuff like that. So, all right, so we'll we'll change the name of Hall of Fame to Hall of Old Guys who stay in the league way too long. <laughs> okay, you could say the same thing about Tom Brady. I mean. He's stop. Now that's different. With, I mean, listen, he has seven Super Bowls. Let so, alone with, the, with the exception of the Super Bowls, like he wouldn't have the stats. You can't he can't do that though. You're you're basically judging success off of the number of rings that a guy has. Well, yeah, but look at that, Ryan. Standing, now, if he had seven Super Bowl rings, I wouldn't give a shit about anything else. I'd be like, okay, he deserves a Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty much impossible for him at this point in his career. He he's not even going to get one. So. <laughs> 28 to 3 yeah. I've seen the thing where I forget what uh, podcast or show it was or whatever but they were asking him how much he hears 28 to 3 he's like every time I go out yeah the poor yeah. guy <laughs> he really, laughed about that like, like, and, and so. it wasn't really like no one else hears the shit about that besides him and it's not like he let his he wasn't the one playing defense that let the Patriots put up you know yeah, yeah. 30 unanswered points <laughs> Poor Matt Ryan. Yeah. All right. Well, so that is going to end things for us this week. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you after the new year. Enjoy your holiday. Happy New Year, everybody. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, like, follow, listen, and we'll see you all next week. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you.